We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. to another edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Jeff Erickson and Chris Liss here. As always, our, sp- our podcast is sponsored by Yahoo Fantasy Sports. Thank you, Yahoo, for the sponsorship all season long, both baseball and football. Uh, we'll start off at the top. Some news uh, out of Dolphins camp, actually, of all teams. We're going to start with Chris. Uh, Mark Walden just announced that he's going to be suspended for four games uh, for substance of abuse. Uh, and Preston Williams is out for the year with a leg injury. Yeah, well, real man, of course, gets suspended for a substance of abuse. That's just, you know, it's what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Yep. But uh, Preston Williams was actually having a good year. Mark Walden was just a guy. He was just getting handoffs. Um, But uh, Preston Williams looks like he's kind of promising that that was a good pick. And it's too bad he shut down for the year. Probably more targets for Albert Wilson, Devontae Parker. But, uh, yeah, you know, the Dolphins, like Fitzpatrick, I, I picked him up in a QB flex league with Mahomes out and he's been doing just fine. Like, yeah. I'm, I'll I'm say. winning with him. him and Stafford are just, just fine. I'm waiting for Mahomes to come back. It's so funny in the uh, Evan Sin city draft that we did in Vegas in July, I, I got quote unquote stuck with Stafford 
And that's turned out to be more than more than fine. It's been very good. Um, and you've said Fitzpatrick, you know, I think he had three touchdowns. Yeah, I know he had three touchdowns, two to uh, Williams and one to uh, Parker against the Jets. It, it, it's definitely working out. So, and the Walton thing, it actually stems from something an arrest that happened this offseason. So the Dolphins knew about it all along, even before they traded Kenyon Drake, obviously. Uh, and so now this is just, but, you know, they don't care. It's not about this year for them. So yeah, it, who cares? It, you know, yeah. they're like, he's a ticking time bomb. He's going to get suspended four games for drunk and disorderly, whatever he must have done. And this is not for the, current uh, conduct. So just for, right. Yeah. yeah. It's something that happened a while they ago. They're not, they're not bothered by it. He's not in trouble or anything. Right. Uh, so it's Kalen Balazs who had like 10 snaps. Uh, and it's like Patrick Laird, Miles Gaskin are going to be other guys. Uh, it might not. It's kind of a moot point. I mean, I don't think we're all keying on the Dolphin running game anyhow. They face the Colts this week at Indy. Colts are actually pretty good against the run against the uh, Steelers. Uh, Jalen Samuels really struggled. So, you know, it's just going to throw the ball more anyhow, pretty much. Um, meanwhile, you know, they traded Kenyon Drake to the Cardinals. You know, we didn't really talk much about that on the XM show today because the game happened on Thursday, Chris. But, you know, Drake looked really good against the Niners. Thanks for uh, talking me out of starting him, Jeff. I really appreciate it. Did I do that? I think you talked yourself out of him. I'm blaming you. Uh-huh. I got to find someone to blame for this. It's too big of an error to to uh, take who, it on myself. Who did you uh, start instead? Well, I had Lindsay. Well, I'll show you the real mistake. I had Lindsay and Carlos Hyde, both of whom did pretty well. Yeah. Not as well as Drake. But the real mistake was that I had Devonta Adams in my flex because I wasn't sure if he was going to play you know, this week. And I had Kenny Stills along with Juju, but Juju I was going to start anyway. I had Kenny Stills in my lineup as one of my receivers. Ah. And what I really should have done is had Adams in as re- at receiver and just put all three backs in. But somehow and then just I swap just out and Stills and two or three backs. Yeah, but the, your problem was though Adams played late, and so you wanted to have the flexibility of being able to swap them out, right? I think that might have had something to do with it. I can't remember, but I just realized afterward, like, oh well. We only got 13 more points over Hyde or Lindsay, but then I was like, but I actually could have used all three. If I used all three, I still would have lost. But if I'd used Murray and all three, I would have won. But that's kind of unrealistic because Murray is, you know, playing the the Niners. So I used Josh Allen anyway. Who cares about my stupid team? But which I, 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 obviously this isn't an FFC. This is like. F- no, it's some FSGA thing. But I mean, I, I basically I sat, I drafted Kenyon Drake in June in the third round, and then his only really good game of the year, I sat him. Of course, of course. Uh, I think there'll be other good games though. Although I think David Johnson is supposed to return this week. But I mean, after you see what he did there, I mean, how can you not use him more? Right, but the problem is that if Johnson comes back, and we don't know that he is going to come back mm-hmm. next week, it's going to be some kind of a timeshare, and then. You know, usage is everything because you just don't know. I mean, it was an amazing game against a, a great defense. So Drake is always good when he plays. I just don't know what the issue is. Like, oh, he can't pass protect. Oh, God forbid he can't pass protect. Or and so I, he's a running back. Just let him play. I've don't read just like get an extra tight end or a fullback in there to pass protect. I've read like he always tries to make the perfect run and then he'll, he'll lose yards instead of gaining two or something like that. Okay. Um, so noted. Uh, he, you know, the note we have on him is stems from last Friday on David Johnson. When I say him, uh, that he's expected to return this week. We'll see what happens in practice on that. Meanwhile, Andy Isabella, you know, this is a guy that they spent a second round pick on who's just been utterly buried on this team. 
had a 88 yard touchdown. Great play. Uh, killed me in staff picks, you know, killed me in and forced the bet too. But it just, it made it, you know, it made everybody realize, Oh, this guy's got a lot of skills. Why isn't he out there more? Yeah. I asked that same question. I mean, he runs a four, three, one. He was their second round pick. I think he was like the 33rd pick, right? Cause Arizona had the first pick. So his, I think he's 60 second overall. Look it up. 60 second. Uh, oh, so 60 second. They, they must've had two uh, in that round. They must've traded down. Okay. So he wasn't that high. Okay. But I just knew he was the second round that I started thinking, wait, that's almost like a first rounder. So he was a, a late second rounder, but still they used a, a premium pick on him. And you know, it's not like Trent Sherfield and you know, Demir bird or one of these guys is doing well, right? It's not like the carcass that used to be Larry Fitzgerald is lighting it up. I mean, they need a playmaker in there and you know, I just, I think like coaches see stuff in practice, but nobody really knows how a player is going to do until they set him loose in an actual game. And I could, I could understand it if those other guys are doing well and you're like, Hey, they're just out playing him. So Keyshawn Johnson just needs to be on the field, but it's like those guys are doing nothing and they're not helping Murray out. So let's play him. Well, they give him one deep throw and he outruns the entire defense for like an 88 yard touchdown. And you're like, well, yeah, that's why you drafted him. He's an explosive player. Yeah. And yeah. And I think maybe this will open the door to him, uh, uh, getting more targets, I guess, maybe, maybe at least more snaps, not only, you know, Farrell Cooper, who was cut by the team at the beginning of the year, uh, had, didn't join the team until week five has more snaps than Isabella. That's crazy. But you know, at least they, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Farrell Cooper is just a kick returner. Really? Yeah. I wonder if it's something to do with like, maybe he doesn't, you know, you know, the, the, the air rate system requires receivers to block and at five, nine, one eighty eight he can't block. I don't know. So I, I really don't know why he, you know, they don't use him more often, but they should, uh, even though I mean, Antonio Brown is five ten one eighty five. would they not use him for the same reason? I don't really get it. I don't either. I don't either. Uh, you know, and this happened like starting in training camp, there was reports like he wasn't getting the offense or something like that. I, you know, you figure at this point in time, just, you know, maximize what he can do at least, you know? Yeah. Maybe he doesn't get everything, but you know, have him play a role where he can play what he can do. I don't know. It just seems crazy to me that, uh, you know, good teams, good coaches, you know, try to figure out, you know, match the team, the player skill set, not the other way around, not like have, have every, everybody's got to match this. Plus he drafted them too. So that's the other crazy thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he got a shot. He lit up uh, the best defense, one of the best defenses in the league on one play. Hopefully he gets more chances. Yeah. Deshaun Jackson going to need surgery uh, for his, uh, for core muscle surgery. You know, he's been off like day to day for weeks on end played like four plays that uh, tore the muscle there in his abdomen. And now he's going to be out basically the rest of the season. Four to six is the initial estimate, but four to six weeks is the initial estimate, but that's essentially the season. Him. Yeah. Yeah. You can't use them. I mean, you have to like see how he played one game. There's no way, you know, so it's, it's over. Yeah. So at the very least, He's done for our purposes. And that stinks yeah. for the uh, Eagles. I mean, you know, it's a better offense when they have him to open up the top. Yeah, a bunch of things. You know, T.Y. Hilton, I didn't realize this until I was doing the recaps. Because, like, oh, T.Y. Hilton didn't play. It's like, what's his deal? Is he just, you know, minor injury? It's like, no, he has a calf strain that's three to four weeks. Yeah, it was a non contact yeah, injury. They, yeah. 
that to me sounds bad. And then Paris Campbell <laughs> just broke his hand in this game. Yeah, I, I saw that. And, you know, it was weird because he lost early in that game. He had a pretty cool, they had a pretty cool play end around. He was about to score a touchdown, lot, like slipped and fumbled it out of bounds. Yeah, I saw that. Without any contact at all. No one hit him in the hand or anything like that. It wasn't some sort of chop. He just fumbled. It's very weird. And, you know, and he fumbled another play later, and I think that's where he broke his hand. But he's going to be out for a while, too. Zach Pascal, the guy seems like a player. He, he was kind of this, you know, good, good name for a pun. And then, but he was buried on the depth chart last year. He was just some guy where like, yeah, like the likes of Chester Rogers and Zach Pascal are starting and we're kind of mocking that. And now he's actually turned into a reliable playmaking receiver. Yeah. Yeah, I think. And, you know, I think, you know, and they, ha- they almost kind of have to, you know, there was another time when I thought Pascal was going to be pretty involved after that big game against the Texans and he did nothing, but that was a weird game against the Broncos. That was that 15, 13 game and nobody did anything in that game. And so I, I think that was more a function of that, but yeah, you're right. I expect a uh, pretty uh, active things out of him this week. Uh, Colts, uh, you know, they should have won. We've talked about that on XM as well, uh, but they, they really blew it on that one there. But, uh, you know, looking at going ahead on their schedule, they get they get Miami this week, home game against Miami for that matter, home game against Jacksonville after that, uh, two very winnable games, and then at Houston. I don't know if they'll have – and remember, they might not have Brissett. They, they probably won't have Hilton. You know, Brissett had the sprained MCL. Is Hoyer going to be enough for this team? By the way, the Colts, not only did they lose Hilton and Campbell, but they also lost Funchess, the guy they signed for most That's of the true. Year. And he may be back soon also. Yeah. So I mean, he may not, but they're going to evaluate. They lost him Leonard. In the next couple of weeks. They lost Malik Hooker. I mean, they've yeah. had some really significant injuries all over the place. Yeah. They, it's, it's, yeah. And they, and Andrew Luck retired. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah, that, that too. Yeah. yeah. Burying the lead a little bit. I mean, it's amazing. Like Brissett, Luck, Darius Leonard, Hooker, Young Ho. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and then all those receivers, it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Oh, but they, they might as well have signed young ho. They'd have a better kicker than Vinatieri. It's true. Too soon. And, and any team that could get both young ho and hooker on the same team, you got to do it just for, I mean, if I'm, if I'm the GM, the, the value of that is, is you can't really put a price on it. Call call Atlanta. Say, you know, I know we can't do any trades, but what would it take for you to release young ho? You know, <laughs> release young ho. <laughs> Yeah. So it would be the first time, you know, okay. We're going to stop right there. Maybe they miss Brian, you know, it's not the same. The, the, the conversations aren't as good. So exactly, exactly. And, uh, I, I, I'm not going to go any farther down that road because (laughs) that would be distasteful, but you know, yeah, there, that's a good, that's better, much better. That'll do. It's better than the, the air line I was thinking in there. So, We'll just leave it at that. Um, yeah, so that, that, a lot of big injuries there. Uh, you know, the Williams one—that's too bad too, because he had a big game against the Jets. Now, granted, it was against the Jets, uh, but still. Uh, speaking of the Jets, kind of big news here: Lev Bell uh, is undergoing an MRI on his knee today. Uh, 
he had 121 yards from scrimmage, no touchdowns in that game against the Dolphins. They got they finally gave him the touches after like you know Adam Gase said, "Well, that's on me, that's on me." Well, they got gave him more touches, but the you know the return was on investment, wasn't that great? Although eight for 55 in the passing game is fine, uh, but 17 for 66 in the running game, no touchdowns. This team is just kind of a mess. Hey, and it's the mess bowl next week, Jets Giants. What are you talking about? The Giants are not a mess at all. The Giants are in the right, heading in the right direction. Things are I'll looking you, up. You know, be, oh yeah, you're, you're one to talk. I know. Uh, be, I, you know, I know. I, I'm I, trying to drag you down to my level. Sure some teams, pretty sure there's teams that have Bell and Fournette. And those guys have been like the same. Like they get all the work, but there's no touchdowns to show for it. Right. They, they don't get a whole lot for it. But uh, yeah, Bell, I mean, not if he, it wouldn't be that surprising if he were, had a torn ACL or something that happens all the time. Get an MRI on a knee and that's it. Do you know that the Steelers actually called the jets when the, uh, before the trade deadline, uh, you know, we kind of joked about it, but they actually did make the call and say, Hey, is he available? And I think that didn't go very far, but still it's kind of funny. Why wouldn't the jets just say, you know what? Give us a fourth. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Seriously. You get out of the contract they're not going anywhere. You don't want Lev Bell in 2020. I mean, it's a no-brainer to take anything you can. Take a seventh. Take a conditional seventh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I guess. I mean, you know, it's the thing is, who knows? I mean, Gaze could be gone after this year. He, he Everything he, he touches turns to lead. Well, okay, so somebody said, somebody in my comments said when I, I did this poll of which coach would get fired first, they said Gaze didn't get fired. He installed his own GM. They drove out the other GM. But so what? There's people above the GM. There's the owner. There's like whoever the president of operations is or however it's structured there. Like the fans are going to be in full revolt if they don't fire Gaze. Like there's nothing Gaze has done that's caused for any hope. And you have Darnold, who they thought was the future. And you had guys like Jamal Adams. And you had some defensive players that you thought were good. They signed Le'Veon Bell, whether that was foolish or not. He's a quality offensive player. Robbie Anderson is a young, you know, not as young as he used to be, but you know, he's a, a receiver that showed some skill. They had a team that seemed like it might, you know, contend at least contend for 500. And if they got lucky, be pushing for a wild card. And with this showing the fans, I mean, how can they not have a scalp? How can they not get rid of gaze? Yeah. And I, I, I agree. I absolutely agree. You know, I, I thought Robbie Anderson for sure would get traded. I mean, but no, that didn't happen either. There was a lot of these, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of weird uh, non-trades that happened. And you know, the Jets, you know, the Jets did this whole let's make everybody available for four hours before the deadline thing. That was really smart, too. But it's weird how they did, weren't able to max out value with that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, this year is over for them. I mean, you lose the Dolphins. It's totally over. They didn't know they were going to lose to the dolphins before the game, but it was over already. And so I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. I mean, 2020 Le'Veon bell, maybe he has another good year in him. Maybe two. He's, he's not, he's, a, he's still a good player, but he's not one of the elite backs and doesn't have the speed. I don't know, man. I, they should, they should have just sold everything that wasn't tied down. But maybe other teams like, you know, Robbie Anderson should have fetched something decent. Yeah. Third round or something like that. Maybe you know, if, if teams weren't poning up, I wouldn't have done it either if I were them. Right. But with Bell, I would have just taken, I would have just given away the contract basically. 
Yeah, and maybe that was part of the problem is teams weren't willing to take on the contract. It just it just it just wasn't there. Maybe the Steelers called and they said, if you pay three quarters of the contract, we'll take the rest of it off your hands. Right. That was maybe it was a total troll call. It could very well be. Yeah. A <laughs> um, couple more injury notes. Uh, Adam Thielen played like one series. I think he played like two plays. Basically, he got he was targeted on the second play of the game, and it looked like he stretched a little awkwardly for the ball. Came up short, didn't catch it, and that was it. He was done. Um, I and obviously his status for this week's got to be totally murky. Stefania Bell always says this, and I just don't believe it, but it, it must be true. Like. You can't simulate real game because you don't suit up with an injury in the NFL unless you're going hard in practice and pregame, like cutting hard, full speed, put your foot down, change direction, change another direction. I mean, you, you know, you don't just go back and you don't just suit up and hope you test it. Right. And she's always like, you can't test. You can't properly test actual game speed, game adrenaline. But it's so crazy. It's like Deshaun Jackson and Thielen. It's like, if you weren't able to play, like don't play, but they just didn't know until the actual game. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and you're absolutely right. And it, you know, you can, I guess part of it is the conditions of the playing surface. Maybe the, you know, it, it's just, you, you make a harder cut than you would in practice and you, as much as you want to, when you're trying to beat somebody, you, you're really pushing off and, and, you know, you're sometimes reading the situation. Maybe you, you know, when you're when you're testing it, you know exactly where you're going to go, and you're not necessarily doing it against somebody else, right? I think there might be something to that there. Uh, so, you know, and meanwhile, Diggs didn't do anything in this game against the Chiefs. He uh, had like five or six targets. He had he drew one penalty that doesn't count count in his uh, numbers. Uh, but I mean, they were throwing a Laquan tread, uh, you know, Treadwell. I mean, they were throwing to BC La- Johnson. Laquan retreadwell. I know. <laughs> they, I think they didn't they cut him and re-sign him. Yeah, they did. That's what I mean. That's, they that's cut what I thought. Him. He's a he's a first round pick. Yeah, Amir Abdullah caught a touchdown pass. His first touchdown since 2017. Uh, I, did, I I I'll be honest. Didn't know he was on the Vikings. Had no cause to think that. But there you are. Um, so he, you know, he contributed in that game. It was a weird game. You know, uh, I, and I finished rewatching that game before uh, doing this podcast. Uh, you know, Irv Smith kind of stands out as a guy that looks like he, he looks pretty good. He, he looks like kind of a wide receiver that plays tight end type of player. I saw him make a move on one uh, red zone segment. He looked pretty nimble. But, you know, Rudolph is there and Rudolph does some blocking, but I don't right. know if. And Smith does. You know, it's just, I think that's the, the thing of, about Smith is he can't block. Yeah, so I don't I don't know if there's much upside for Smith this year, but yeah, he looks like a guy who could be good the next couple of years. Yeah, uh, get, get increased role. Of course, uh, in that one, Rudolph did score a touchdown. Uh, I think that's about the only thing he did in that game, but still, um, you know, he, he'll be an option there. He'll be an option on like screen passes, things like that. Uh, OJ Howard is expected back next week again. I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when he's actually practicing, um, and it may not even matter. You know, it may be, okay, well, great, he's there. We're going to throw to Perriman anyhow. Yeah, I picked him up in the stake league 14 team where I saw him there. I was like, eh, I'll pick him up. Yeah, he could case. be a difference maker. Could be. But the problem is you got to have him good. in your lineup. You know, I mean, they, they still have to use him, and that's unlikely. But if they do use him, anyway, you know, there's a lot of desperation calls in that league anyway. Like you're starting some scrubs. So you're like, why not? They're going to play the Cardinals, I think, coming up and – Cardinals haven't defended the tight end very well, so yeah. maybe he'll do something. 
Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, I picked them up in the NFFC a couple of weeks ago when they were coming off their bye, and that was before I saw the Wednesday practice report. They didn't practice, and now I, I spent a good chunk of fab for nothing yet. He hasn't even played it down. But I, I what was the second highest bid? Was it anywhere near your bid? It was. It was over. It was triple digits. So I bid like two hundred. Someone bid like one hundred thirty or so. So right, that's not too- it's. Livable, and I had the fab to burn. To be honest with you, I mean, you don't want to burn it for burning its sake. But you know, you can only. I think it's what after week thirteen you can't fab anyhow. So might as well. There just haven't been that many guys to go all in on. I still, no. I still like four or five hundred in both my leagues, and it's not like I've just been like going a hundred here, a hundred and five here, sixty here. There's really been no one I've wanted to break the bank for. That's right. I mean, Wayne Gallman had one good game. And then he got you a zero the next game because of that concussion. Uh, and then I'm trying to think of others. Ty Johnson hasn't been worth it. Uh, the big, I mean, there's been little ones here and there that have paid off, but it always seems like it's a minimal payoff. It's not like a long endurance. There's no Philip Lindsay this year so far. Yeah. Uh, you know, what's funny is I didn't see, I have Darrell Henderson in a few leagues, and including one of the, the good NFFC one, which I need Saquon to, not to go too crazy because he's going against me in that one. Uh, but that league, I have Darrell Henderson. And so, you know, he could be a monster down the stretch or he could be nothing. We don't, we still don't really know. But in my other one, I didn't see him because he had done so little a couple of weeks ago when they, they said that Malcolm Brown would be out that I didn't even notice on the free on the fab and Rob geese bid like 400 something. And I was relieved when I saw how much he bid because I would have been like 150 or 200. Right. So I wouldn't have got him anyway, but I didn't even see it. And that is the type of guy that it hasn't panned out yet. He had one okay game, but it's the kind of thing that in the playoff weeks, someone like that could be the, the difference maker. You know, every year yeah. there's that guy who goes crazy. You know, last year it was, it was Derek Henry, but he was mostly owned. Although I dropped him right before the playoffs, Derek Henry, cause it's a PPR and I had all these backs and just the, it's so crazy that I actually dropped the high score of the playoffs last year, right before the playoffs. Yeah, uh, and that, that's the thing is every you mentioned that every year you can there is that guy. That's why you got to keep on plugging away, keep trying every week, keep looking for upside, even if it's not going to pay off right away. If you got that bottom spot on your bench, we're getting through bye weeks now. Over half the teams have been on bye. Uh, you might be able to stash a guy even. And you just, I'm really partial to defenses too, though. I love having like three defenses, and and you end up running out of room, and you have to cut a defense or cut a guy, but like. When you see defenses scheduled against the Jets and Dolphins and stuff like that in the playoffs or against even the Redskins or the Bengals, you're like, I mean, this is, you know, in the NFFC, a defense can score you like 20, 25 points on a good day. It could be a huge difference maker. For sure. And, you know, it's rare that like one team has three soft, def- soft offenses, you know, so one will have one or two and the other one will have one or two. But I just, I love having defenses. I, I keep having to drop them because I, I just don't have room. But as we get closer to the playoffs, I, I want like three of them. Yeah, I mean, even if you have the Pats defense, I mean, their their schedule's picking up. They actually didn't do anything for you last night. They're on by this week, so yeah. I, although I screwed up, I, I I in the NFFC Classic, I've got New England's defense has been carrying me all along. I also have been carrying Carolina's defense. You know, probably should have just used them anyhow this past week, but I don't really want to use them this week. They're at Green Bay. I'm like, <sighs> yeah. Right. That's what I mean. You don't have enough defenses. You have the Pats and the Panthers pretty much should drop the Panthers, but 
Cause you, it's, I mean, you can't have three if you just like, you know, there's just not any, a lot of times, especially in 14, there's just no good teams left, no good players left. So you just stock them on defenses. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it would have been hard to bench the Pats this week though. I mean, even though they're against the Ravens in Baltimore, it's like they've been scoring 20 a week. They've been the greatest fantasy defense of all time through eight weeks. Pretty hard to sit them for another defense, even if the matchup was tough. Yeah, I think I had to drop Carolina, even though they've had a lot of like sacks, a lot of fantasy points. Looking at their schedule, at Green Bay, home against the Falcons, at the Saints, home against the Redskins, that's the one week you'd want to use them. Then at Falcons, home against the Seahawks, at Colts, uh, at uh, and then against the Saints again. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, maybe two weeks I'd use them maybe. So I got to yeah, see it, that's, but I, that's the problem. Well, I mean, yeah. it starts, you know, as we get, you know, it's time to start looking at the playoff weeks. I mean, we're starting to get yeah. close enough that we're pretty sure the jets and red, you know, we didn't know the Bengals would be a terrible team in the playoffs in the fantasy playoffs. We thought maybe Dalton and those guys would click AJ green would be back. Maybe you wouldn't want any piece of the Bengals in the playoffs. Now we know we want them. We want the Redskins. We love the Redskins with, but Haskins, that's a great. Oh my matchup. gosh, yes. And you know, we want the Jets. The Jets didn't turn it around. Maybe they could be serviceable with Darnold in four weeks, but you feel pretty good about going against the the Jets right now. Absolutely, absolutely, you do. Uh, so yeah, and then um, yeah, so now I'm like gonna, you know, I've got a little sticky note. I'm gonna like check out defenses now, especially you got a team that's good. You know, it's already gonna be good in the right? NFFC. And remember, the NFFC playoffs start earlier, which also means free agents lock earlier. Yep. You're not going to have a lot of choices. I, it really, you got to start looking and even kickers too. I mean, like, you know, you got a, a warm weather, a dome kicker going against a bad defense. Yeah. That's I mean, right. You got to start thinking about that stuff. Now we got six teams on by this week. This is kind of a big week to get through Pats, Eagles, Houston. Those are all significant fantasy teams. <clears throat> Denver, Washington, Jacksonville. Not so much. Although Jacksonville, there's, there's, uh, I, there's guys, Washington is going to affect you and I because we both have a lot of Terry McLaurin, although it's hard to use him right now anyhow. Uh, I mean, Keenum will be back next week, I'm pretty sure. And then, it, I mean, he'll be back after the bye. So he would have been back this week. But will he and start? They yeah, only I committed start. starting him through the bye, and then they were going to readdress it there. Yeah, I guess maybe they just need to, like, see what they have in Haskins a little more. But Haskins, he's not good, man. He's really – I mean, he, he's Jason Campbell – He's basically Jason Campbell, a poor man's Jason Campbell. Jason Campbell, at least without the upside. Yeah, I was just going to say Jason yeah. Campbell without the upside. Yeah, uh, Jason Campbell didn't have much upside, but he was okay at times. Mm-hmm. Haskins just—he just doesn't bring anything. No, no, he can scramble every once in a while. That's about it. He's not even a good—he's not even as good a scrambler as you know Campbell was. He's not even as good a scrambler as Daniel Jones is. Yeah. Yeah, he, I saw him have a couple of runs against Buffalo, but yeah, early. Best. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. That's about right. Uh, before we go on, uh, let's go ahead and get a note from Yahoo. The NFL season is in full swing at Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. There's a million reasons to enter the free Yahoo Cup on Daily Fantasy, and they're all dollars. That's right. Yahoo Cup is free to enter, and a perfect lineup will win you $1 million every week of the football season. It's as easy as entering the contest and picking your players. If you're over 18 and a United States citizen, there's no reason why you shouldn't take your shot. Yahoo Daily Fantasy Football has new contests every week with guaranteed cash prizes. Even if you don't score a perfect lineup, you can still walk away from the game with a little cash. Choose Yahoo Daily Fantasy today. Get started now at yahoo.com slash daily fantasy. Uh, 
you know, looking, I'm already starting to look at the, you know, the schedule for this week. I got destroyed in staff picks this week, just utterly destroyed. And it started on that Thursday night game with the Isabella touchdown. Uh, you know, San Francisco, I mean, they were threatening to non cover for a lot of that game anyhow. So it's not like I had this sure thing and it was a joke of a comeback, but they had a two touchdown lead and could and just couldn't get that last score. If they get one more score. I'm feeling pretty good about the cover, but they didn't get it. And that just led to disaster all week long. I just, I, I'm two ten and one. I thought like, yeah, all right. At least I got a cover with Seattle oh, with this with, uh, and where which I didn't even deserve. But I was like, okay, at least I got three. Oh wait, no, that was six. Dang it, it's terrible. I, I knew it was gonna be bad because when we did guess the lines, I think there was four games where I got I guessed the actual line, and that's never good. I want easy decisions. None of those, and I think I missed all four of those. Yeah, and you but you got the win on the Colts. You could easily been one. You're two ten and one. You could have been one eleven and one. I know. I know. It, it was historically right. bad. Have we had anybody that's gone over before? Uh in two thousand, the staff picks included Dennis, I can't remember his last Crowley. name. Crowley, and then it wasn't him and then Matt Calvert. Matt Calvert, I believe, went 0-13 one week. Wow. Matt Calvert, there's a name I haven't heard in a while. Hope he's doing well. Hope he's listening. Uh, I hope he's still alive. I mean, we don't know. That's 20, we're talking 19, 20 years, 19 years ago. Wow, we've been doing staff picks for a really long time. That's scary. Uh, well, so at least I'm, you know, I, I, I'm pretty close to the bottom in, in all-time weeks. Which was, one did you win, though? So I, I got to pull it up. To be honest with you, I forget. You won uh, the Colts. I mean, you won the Steelers, but that was... Horrible beat. Which which one did you actually? Raiders. Uh, Raiders. Uh, Raiders. And that was actually tight also. Yeah. I mean, the I mean, Lions were driving for the tie. Yeah. And then it would have been 50, 50 in overtime. Or if they went for two, you would have been screwed. I was worried the Lions were going to score and go for two. And then you lose the cover regardless. Right. Right. You know that, you know that. So and kicking has played a big deal in all these games. Seattle game, you know, Colts Steelers, you know, Vinatieri missed an extra point or got it blocked, I should say, and then missed that field goal. Minnesota, uh, uh, there was another, it was a missed extra point in that game by the Vikings, and that changed everything. Allow the uh, the Chiefs kicked a 54-yarder to tie the game. If they were down right, four instead of three, right. yeah. who knows? Maybe they go for it, don't make it, the Vikings win the game. You know, yeah. It's a huge swing. Uh, Butker came up Justin huge Tucker in that game. an extra point. That could cost me a win tonight because I – that was one of the guys I had going Sunday night to like extend my lead, but the other guys got Barkley. It was so funny on the broadcast of that game, and I uh, it was like Justin and Justin Tucker extends his extra point. Oh, oh, and then like because I was watching the it compressed like version, it was good though. It was right it was over the bar, wild. and then they came back and they're like they're discussing it and what happens when it's right over the bar or something like that. Um, I didn't care to, I didn't care enough to get the extended version to hear the explanation. I just knew he didn't get the point, but I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Justin Tucker, greatest kicker of all time. It's not even close. Yeah. And, and, but when he misses an extra point, you know, things are going crazy. Things are going sideways. Uh, so yeah, that, but that, that's, uh, but yeah, a lot of uh, games there were hinged on one missed kick, which is kind of crazy. And I, I really think kickers are like the Justin Tucker to me. If you knew you could draft a kicker with Justin Tucker's career, like what round would you take him in? If you're an NFL GM, probably first, 
right? Yeah. I mean, I would consider first, definitely second. It's a no brainer. You might have any first round picks or bust. You have a guy who's money from up to 60 yards down the middle. He kicks 55 yards down the middle. Like it's a and that 30 yard. And that he'd maintain it for such a long time too. Right. He's done it for like seven, eight years already. And who knows how much longer he'll go. I, I yeah, you're right. It's worth the first round pick. Now, the reason you don't take a first round kicker like Janikowski is Janikowski was not that good. Right. Right. <laughs> it's right. not just that if you have the greatest kicker of all time, it's worth it. People get confused. They're like, well, that's stupid. You never take a kicker. Well, you would never take one because you could never know in advance that he would be this good. But if you say, well, knowing that he's this good, or I used to ask this question. I used to do polls on Twitter. I'd say, let's say you knew Justin Tucker would score 250 points as a kicker in, a, in the season. Where would you draft him? In fantasy, let's say you knew that everybody knew this. Would you, what pick would you take him? And there's only one answer. It's like 1.1 1. 1 or whatever. You know, you're like guaranteed like 100 something points more than the the next guy at his position, whoever it ends up being. But people are like, no, you never take a kicker first. Like that doesn't make any sense. You're just trying to get points. If everybody knew what he would get, where would you take him? We take him with the first pick. That's right. That's right. Absolutely right. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, the thing is, uh, I was just going to say, do you have the gift of prophecy? Can you, or, or does everybody know? And that, that's just a question. Yeah, no, everybody, right. Obviously, if, if nobody else knows, you take them in like the 10th. You know, you don't, you don't get chancy and say, oh, I'm going to get greedy and take them in the 12th or whatever. You, you take them in the 9th or 10th just to make sure. But yeah, if everybody knows and it's your pick, well, not, not everybody's going to subscribe to never take a kicker knowing that he's going to be worth more than a running back. Right. So, uh, yeah, and... Going on, you know, I made a mistake. I thought that uh, Lamar Jackson would struggle a little bit more. In one of the Beach Jeff Erickson's, the twelve teamers, I started Brady over Lamar Jackson, and Oof. yeah, that that that's not gonna that didn't look well. That didn't age well. No, I, I actually one of my leagues I really screwed up. I benched Carr for Minshew, and that one again is pending tonight. I'd be in a lot better shape had I not done that. But the other one I kept Carr in over Brady, and that was also the right call. That one, I did, everything was perfect. Like it was like, who do I put in my flex? I put Singletary in my flex. I put Carr as my QB, and that team's got like 172 points. It's not out of the woods yet, but that's the good one. And I'm glad of, of any of the teams that I have. That's the one I care most about every week. Yeah, I've got one of those. Uh, so I need Barkley to go big, but not score more than 47 points. I need him to get like 40 okay. points because I uh, got. You're safe. 47. I mean, you'd have to go insane. NFFC scoring is kind of crazy, though. No, nah, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. I you, that's you're you're fine. I need him to get twenty five, but not more than thirty five or more than thirty three. Oh, something. that's a tight window. And then I then I have the Dallas kicker who needs to get like ten to make up the difference. So I'm like, I think I'm down like thirty three and one, and I'm up like, you know, twenty five and you know thirty in the other. So I don't know something like that. And I've got Barkley in the one I'm down. And I'm going against Barkley in the one that I'm up. But I also have the Dallas kicker in the one that I'm uh, down. So I'm just hoping he gets, I need Barkley to do enough so that with the kicker, I can bridge the gap, but not too much. That's a very tight window there. Very tight. Very tight. Needle to thread. Yeah, exactly there. Uh, so yeah, I, it'd be nice. I, I started off horribly in the, the first speech Jeff Erickson, which I thought was going to be a great team. It's up to four and four. I, I was in 12 at the time. Uh, you, you always do that, but I'm up to four and four in that league. Now uh, I started off zero and four. So, or no, I started off one and four. I take that. I lied. Uh, but a win here would be pretty sweet. Uh, give me in, you know, you know, I'm already middle of the pack. It'd be nice to get upper middle, uh, get a chance. I'm not going to win the league, but at least I can, uh, like maybe sneak in, you know, try to get that, the second playoff spot. That'd be the goal. Uh, but we'll see about that. Uh, 
Yeah, so uh, we'll, you know, it, it's it's interesting to knowing what's going on in this Monday night game. That I got a lot of things going on in here. There, it could work out. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Now, one of my leagues, seven and one. It's the McCaffrey. I went McCaffrey, Mike Evans, Godwin with my first three picks. <laughs> that's the league that's good. Uh, my other one, I thought was amazing when I drafted it. It's five and three, and that's the one I need. I'm going against Zlowski, and I need. Barkley and the kicker to get me like 30 something he's done. And that one, it hasn't been that good, but you know, if I get to six and three, it's, you know, it's in play. Um, but it's not a great, it's just, you know, it has like Kittle, Fournette, Chubb and Barkley. Those are my first four picks. I thought this is a juggernaut, but Chubb's been okay. Barkley was hurt. Kittle's been pretty good. Hasn't scored a lot. And then Fournette never scores a touchdown. So you look at those four guys they're just not, it's not like anything special that team. I thought it was such a good team. Yeah. And even now when you say the names, you're like, yeah, yeah, this is solid. I should be kicking butt this week. I like this lineup. And you're like, uh. It's not that good though. And then my receivers, I had like Tyler Boyd, who I thought was, you know, a sure thing. And he, you know, he's been, I've had him, I have him in both leagues. Jarvis Landry's just been okay. You know, I had all these like Terry McLaurin, Marquise Brown, John Ross. I drafted a lot of these guys. And I was like, I'm loaded at receiver, even not even John Brown, but they're all sort of, eh, mm-hmm. it just, it, you know, after week two, I was like, I'm going to have a, just a ridiculous team. And it's just an average team. It's just so funny. You just don't know on draft day. And my other team with McCaffrey, I didn't even want McCaffrey. I was so bummed with the second pick when the first guy took Saquon. I was like, okay, fine. I'll take McCaffrey. <laughs> it's like, I don't like McCaffrey, but I guess I'll take him because I was like, well, Kamara shares carries too much. And Zeke is holding out. I, I really wanted to get Zeke. Dalton got Zeke with the six pick. I was like, ah, I'd rather have Zeke. And then when Zeke signed, I was like, I wish I would have taken Zeke at the second pick instead of McCaffrey. And now eight weeks later, that's my best team by far. And McCaffrey's having one of those Ladanian Tomlinson priest home seasons where you're like, who's that idiot who drafted McCaffrey. That's so unfair. You know, it's like, it's worth like four picks to have that one guy. How about Ashley? Who got him? I didn't even want him. How about auction leagues? How much does he go for next year? Two hundred dollar budget. Much. He'll go for like seventy or something. He's not gonna. The problem is that this year is just the perfect everything. It's not that he's. I mean, he's a great player, but he's not better than Barkley or better than Zeke per se. It's just everything lined up this year. Yeah, he might be better. I mean, he might be. He's he's really good. I mean, he's really good in real life also, but. It just maybe it's one of those things where it's like Tomlinson or priest Holmes where there's like a three year run, something like that. He'll, he'll definitely be the first pick unless things, unless he gets hurt. But I'm curious to see how he finishes the season. He's held up really well. He was dinged up for a while. Then they had their buy, which was kind of perfect timing for him. He kind of got healthy again, but he gets hit a lot. He's got a huge workload. It's not like this is a totally different, totally different uh, level of difficulty to sustain for McCaffrey than he had even last year, or even two years ago when he was really good, but he was, you know, the pass catching back had 212 carries last year or something like that. Nothing too taxing. He's going to have like 320 this year. It's, it's maybe he'll be fine. You know, Tomlinson was fine. Brees Thomas was fine for a couple of years. Maybe McCaffrey will be too, but I think it's, it's more of a question. I'll say this. This is going to make. I was just looking at the stake league auction uh, results because why not? Um, and it's gross. McCaffrey was, I think, was the first guy out of the shoot. You know what he went for? 
48 or something? 52. Barkley, yeah, on the I other hand. Len overpaid. I well, was like, this is not a PPR league. Right. I, was, I was thinking, this is not a PPR league. Newton's healthy. He's going to get, you know, he's going to get seven touchdowns. McCaffrey will get six or seven like last year on the ground. He'll get, he won't get seven receiving touchdowns this year. He broke the record for receptions. He'll probably get 90 receptions and get three receiving touchdowns. So he'll get like nine total touchdowns and he'll get yardage, but he's not getting PPR in this league. I'm like who's paying 50 plus for a PPR specialist. But Barkley and, went for 66. Kamara went for yeah. 60. Well, no, but Barkley, but Barkley and Elliott and those guys, those are the every down but how about Kamara workers. going for 60? I think it was just the market. Well, I, thought hadn't that been set. Was, I thought that was kind of a mistake, but in, in his defense, he was on the, uh, he's on, he was on an elite team with an elite offense mm-hmm. and he gets a lot of goal line looks. Yeah. Kamara, he scores a lot of touchdowns. So I really thought McCaffrey is an overpay. Well, it looks like, you know, halfway in, no, you could not overpay for him. And it's because McCaffrey is now, a workhorse of the level that Ladanian Tomlinson or Priest Holmes was back in the heyday of workhorse backs. You know, this is, he's not just a workhorse in the modern sense, you know, 240 carries and 90 catches. He's, he's going to have 330 carries or something crazy. He's old school carries with the reset. I mean, it's just, you, you just can't, you, you can't really overstate how valuable he is. Yeah. Meanwhile, David Johnson, as you have made clear many times, is still the worst investment of all time, in the, or at least in the last three years. Uh, running $56 in our league, more than McCaffrey, more, you know, just, oh. And it's not only that, you know, it's it's the start, but give you zero points thing. That's the thing that's a real killer. And, you know, if you're out, you can't at least, cut. yeah, you can't cut. And when he's playing, you feel obligated to start him. Yeah, it's just a nightmare all over. I, I don't think people realize the magnitude of this. Two years ago, he was the number one or number two pick in every league. Okay, he and he and Lev Bell in, in 2017, and Zeke was in the mix, but in a PPR was David Johnson or Bell. Two years ago, 2017, he was out for the entire year in week one. But worse, you couldn't cut him until week nine when it was confirmed that he wasn't coming back. Okay, so that was like was that wrist injury. So that was like you got not only did you get zero for your first or second overall pick, you had to keep him on your roster for nine weeks. Right. Okay, so that was terrible. It was bad as it gets. Last year he comes back. He's still a top five pick. So you're wasting another pick on him. He played all year, but was like the Frank Gore, like, you know, <laughs> such meager yardage and not many touchdowns. And they didn't use him enough in the passing game. This year, he's a little bit better for a few weeks, gets hurt, and is inconsistent other weeks. Can't cut him. Now they've got Kenyon Drake. Chase Edmonds, you know, comes in and like becomes a, an issue for him. Also, there was that week where you, know, you thought he was playing and nobody. I mean, three years running a top five pick that has delivered basically zero. It takes very unique circumstances for a guy to be that bad of an investment and still go in the top five three consecutive years. That's right. It's and next year will finally be the year that'll go out of the discount. Yeah, no won't. matter what happens yeah, the rest of this year, he yeah. he'll be a discount. But next year could be the year he actually you know returns that investment. You know, it could be like that. It could be like Fred Taylor, you know, where you finally give up on him and he, and he turns in some good years. Could happen. Uh, already knocked out of your survivor pool. Did you end up losing early in the season, feeling like your success is mostly based on luck? Wish there were some alternative where you could use your actual fantasy sports knowledge as opposed to relying on whether a team wins or loses? Well, now there is. 
World Fantasy Pools brings you the first-of-its-kind game type, stat-based survivor pools. World Fantasy Pools takes the traditional concept of survivor pools that players are familiar with and adds in a more exciting twist. Instead of choosing a team to win a game, you will use your fantasy knowledge to choose an athlete to achieve a designated stat line. Achieve the stat line and you advance. Fail to and you will be eliminated. Be the last to survive or make it through all rounds to win or split the prize pool. Just choose one athlete each round to achieve a designated stat line to advance and win. It's that simple. Sign up and play today at www.worldfantasypools.com. News out of Tampa Bay that uh, Ronald Jones has won the starting job over Peyton Barber. He uh, had a two to one uh, t- you know, snap r- uh, ratio last week against Seattle. Looked good again. And Arian said it is nothing that Barber did wrong. It's just that Jones looks more explosive. Just two years too late, but everything, you know, on schedule. But <laughs> I mean, he does look good. And he made a nice catch and run in that game. His pass catching is kind of his weak spot, but. Yeah, at least at least he's finally getting a shot to be the regular guy. Yeah, uh, at least, and you know, he even caught a couple of passes there too, uh, which you know made a nice catch on one of them. Uh, yeah, he's just the better back. Next thing you know, OJ Howard, he will be our third target. He says, "No, just kidding. I, we, let's not let's not delve into fantasy. Let's and, not over. Yeah, let's not oversell the uh, right decisions years yeah, later. Exactly, exactly. But this Buck team, I mean. They're not that bad. They they just make mistakes at the wrong time. There's two and six, but they're as good as a lot of the four and four, five and three. They're teams, a strong two like. and six. They're yeah. a real strong two and six. I mean, yeah. Look at the the, the Bengals losses. are a strong zero and eight, Jeff. By the uh, way, just so you know, I, I don't want one of the strongest zero and eights of all time. I don't want you to think that they're, they're weak zero and eight. They're a strong zero and eight. Yeah, one of the best uh, 32, uh, 32nd ranked power ranked teams of all time. No. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, a very strong 32. Yeah. Uh, are they the worst team in football? No, I, I still think the Jets or Dolphins probably. Well, the Dolphins with Fitzpatrick aren't that bad. And I, I actually think that like Brian Flores might be, I don't know yet, might be a decent coach. I agree. And if he is a decent coach, they're going to get better as the season goes on. And they, you know, seem to like be more competitive each week. They finally won a game. They were very close to beating the Redskins. So I actually think the Redskins with Haskins. They're pretty close. They're pretty close. Pretty there low too. on the list. I, I bet. I'm you know, sending out a Twitter poll lost. on this. Just, yeah, this is going to be good. You know, just final four worst teams in football, or or right in. Is there anybody actually that deserves to be in that uh, consideration? I don't think so. I think those are the bottom four teams. Yeah, it's Jets, Dolphins, Redskins, Bengals. I think that's clear. Is there anyone even in the running besides those teams? Uh, no, no, probably not. There's there's some relative to expectation, but no, I don't think so. Uh, there's some. I think it does illustrate that I mean, there's some bad teams in football this year. Uh, I mean, Cleveland's a joke too. Cleveland's in the expectation bowl. They're in the the, the yeah, that next, in the two and six tier. The Jets, Cleveland, you know, a couple of those teams that. I mean, the Chargers were, but they were just so good last week. And I do think the Chargers, every year they do this. They, they're totally disappoint, and then they start to round into form. And this year was injuries that finally they started getting guys back. But they, you know, they, they were the disappointment. The Bucks and Lions play 10 times. I think the Bucks win six, six of them. I think uh, Bucks and Giants play 10 times. The Bucks win six of them. Uh, well, the Bucks should have won. They missed a field goal. I know. The After the guy missed, made four others. That's the crazy thing. Well, the the thing about the Bucks is they stop the run. 
They have some pass rushers. They throw the ball well. They they can throw the ball. They have you know obviously very talented weapons. And Ronald Jones is okay. The problem with them is Jameis' turnovers. It's just it just destroys the team. I mean, this time he, he had a fumble that was returned like seventy yards, but didn't have any other turnovers. But it's just every week he's he just kills them, and then they can't stop the pass. So that's two very tough things against you. No pass defense and turnover prone. I mean, that's, they're like, that's why they're underperforming their When you see them play, you're like, this team's good, but you know, just turn it over, you know, have like a minus whatever on the season and turnovers and then don't defend the pass. It's pretty bad weaknesses to have. Exactly. Exactly. Um, what are you working on for East coast offense this week? I don't know. I might, I'm thinking about writing about the Ravens Patriots game because it was just such an interesting game. Like I, I didn't really appreciate the Patriots in a certain way. Like their defense is it's, it's really good, but I almost appreciated them more in the loss because they finally played a good team and they had the Ravens on the ropes for a bit after the Edelman fumble touchdown. That was almost bad for the Ravens. They got the points, but then their defense was right back on the field and the Patriots cut through them right, right away all over again and cut it to within like four or three or whatever the score was. And if the Ravens didn't convert a fourth down on the next drive, I think if the Patriots gets the ball, get the ball back, I think they win that game. I think they just, it was just whoever was on the field, whoever's defense was on the field was in trouble. Mm-hmm. And that both teams had this style that they, neither one was making really big plays, but they were just, they were sort of this second order effect offense, which was just, they know that it's not about killing them all in one shot, but it's about every single time that the defense has to get on the field. There's a, there's a cumulative negative effect and that both of these teams are taking, taking advantage, not just of, you know, what's available on the field, but their whole scheme is like designed to sort of destroy the other team's defense. I thought it was just a really interesting battle of two very smart teams. Yeah. And the Ravens got it this time, but I could have seen that going the other way too. Same with chiefs Vikings. I thought that was another interesting battle between two very good teams. I didn't, you know, there's so many other bad football games out there, but those two games I thought were both Fantastic, and that, of course, I made a point of rewatching both of them quickly. Uh, so uh, now I have to d- dive into some of the uglier games out there and watch that. But I agree. I mean, I, you know, give Harbaugh two weeks. It's like giving you know, it may not be like giving Belichick two weeks, but it might be. I mean, the thing is, he's he, he just, it's a well-run team. You can tell. Now, I mean, they made a great hire uh, to, uh, for Greg Roman as their offensive coordinator. You know. Build their offense around the strengths of your play, your quarterback. Go figure. As opposed to trying to shoehorn the quarterback into your system, uh, it, it, that's all. These teams that pass on Lamar Jackson are looking really silly right now. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I love Daniel Jones, but the Giants in one year they took they took Will Hernandez a couple of picks later. They could have traded up a couple of picks, and they could have had a team. I mean, now the Beckham trade is looking good because he's struggling with with that horrible dysfunctional team. But they could have had Barkley. Lamar Jackson and Beckham on the same team. Could you imagine trying to defend that if they had any yeah. kind of offensive line? That's crazy. That is crazy. And they wouldn't have had to spend much to do it either. That's the funny thing. Could you could you imagine like the read option type plays with Barkley and Lamar Jackson? That would be insane. That would be totally insane. Uh, and they also already had Evan Ingram, who's a four four tight end on that team. I know. I know. And Shepard. Shepard's just okay. But I mean, you have a four, four running tight end Beckham Barkley and Lamar Jackson. That was totally doable for the giants. Again, I'm happy. 
I'm fine that they, I don't, you know, Will Hernandez just seems like he's okay. I'm very happy with Daniel Jones, but that would have been, I was at draft day. I was like, this would be a pretty exciting team after they took Barkley. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they, they, they would be incredible. All right, that's going to wrap up today's show. I uh, want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, thank you to Yahoo Fantasy Sports for the sponsorship. Uh, we got Jake Letarski and Joe Bartell recording tomorrow. Thanks again for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast.